0: Looking Tuesday. One
1: night. I was sitting. And I was thinking about.
2: How to leave Adrian. I was planning the whole thing in my mind and he was staring at me studying me and without me saying a single word he said that I could never leave him that wherever I went he would find me that he would walk right up to me and I wouldn't be able to see him but that he would leave me a sign so that I'd know he was there. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff.
1: And this week we're talking about... One of the best movies probably that came out in 2020, but I think I only saw like four movies last year. Yeah. It's called The Invisible Man. And uh, we'll just tell you the synopsis right off the back. I did not write this, to be clear. When Cecilia's <laughs> abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by somebody no one can see. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. That's a a wordy one. That's a wordy one. But okay, I've seen this movie before. I love this movie. But what did you guys think watching it for the first time?
2: I really liked it on the first go around, Mm. I didn't like it as much on the rewatch. Was it
1: because the the surprises were already spoiled for you or Yeah,
2: like the like once you once you know kind of what's going to happen, it doesn't like it was just I don't know, it wasn't fun enough for me to want to like oh. rewatch it over and over again.
0: Interesting, yeah. because I when we watched it um all together with a member of our spooky crew um, a couple of days ago and I was excited to rewatch it because I was like what about this what about this and I wanted to like revisit it and pay really good attention um and I did uh but I <laughs> I don't know I was like not scared but I was entertained the second time around um I th- I thought it was like an entertaining movie but you're right there were like the surprises being spoiled, I guess, ruined some of the suspense. But for me, I felt like I was so engaged because I was trying to be like, where is he? What's he doing? Like, when can we see him? When we watched it the first time I had subtitles on. So like I couldn't hear any of the mechanical clicking and whirring or anything, just like my volume on my TV over the speakers, like was not happening for me, I guess. But I could see in the subtitles that it was like clicking intensifies or whatever. So I was like, oh, he's yeah, he's there, I guess. Um, and then this time I watched it with headphones so I could hear hear the clicking but I didn't have subtitles on so it was like an alternate guessing of like where is he when is he am I imagining something um and so it was kind of a different experience I don't know if I watched it a third time maybe it would be different if I was just like kicking back showing it to a pal or whatever um but I actually love showing movies to a pal because then it's like you're getting to watch it for the first time again because you're watching somebody else watch it you know what I mean
1: that's how I felt watching this with you guys One, I feel like this movie, you guys were at a disadvantage because this was the last movie I saw in theaters. I said that last episode, but like this movie is so good in theaters because you're completely surrounded by all of the aspects. You can hear those little clicking sounds. The screen is huge. So the negative space when they they do all these shots of like an empty space to give you the feeling that you, you can tell where the Invisible Man is. And they're just so much more affecting in that way. And there's no distractions. Mm-hmm. And so you can really, really get, like, su- like you can feel that anxiety that she feels, like, feeling like you're being watched, but you don't know how that's possible. So... That said, I was still freaking out watching it with y'all because for some reason, I guess I remembered movies better before the pandemic started. I remembered like every single fucked up thing that happened in this movie, like 30 seconds before it was going to happen. So I was just like freaking out because I knew that she was like horrible things were going to occur. But I was like, when, 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 when? So I don't know. I really liked it the second time.
2: (laughs) I think this would be a a movie that I would absolutely love in theaters so I'm jealous that you got got to see that before like I think I would have liked it a lot more because this movie like what it does do is create like really good suspense Mm -hmm. over nothing like Mm -hmm. over absolutely nothing it's like the way the camera moves like made me anxious like you're like is he there is he not there like it really does just it builds and builds and builds this like really great suspense and then it just like I don't know the ending kind of is wishy-washy for me
0: I will say camera work wise um okay so one of the things I really wanted to pay attention to the second time around is if he casts a shadow because I was like oh all the other um invisible man movies he's like his his body turns invisible you know what I mean like um Mm -hmm. you cut you cut this out of the last episode but i talked about how i had seen hollow man the kevin bacon 2000 movie which is based on the same short story um and in that it's like the same thing his body turns invisible but here spoilers but he has a suit that helps him turn invisible and i don't know if you guys remember but um i feel like 10 years ago, when we were really big on, on Facebook in high school and stuff like that, there was a surge of news stories being like, Harry Potter invisibility cloak real, um, where it was like <laughs> this same kind of technology for the military or whatever, where it was like, you have cameras that can, pro- but they're also screens. So they're recording around you and projecting. So it has the appearance of invisibility, but like, that's what's happening here but things would still cast a shadow you know what i mean like if the light is hitting you from the front sure totally. you can't see it when you're looking his at his suit. still exists. yeah but <laughs> there would still be a, a, a shadow cast behind him so i was really trying to pay attention for that um and there are some scenes where i think they dropped the ball on it but there are also a lot of scenes where the camera work is done really well so that you can't see wherever a shadow would be um mm. And that, I mean, to me, that has to be intentional to some degree, but also there's a lot of moments where it's like, oh, when they're in the hospital later on, the police are casting a shadow against the wall, but when it's like he gets close to them, the lighting shifts, so they're, like, no longer casting a shadow in the same place. So a lot of it is done, not necessarily, like, realistically, but very cleverly, so that it's not, like, giving away his location. Um but that said there was one one camera shot when it's like elizabeth moss is in the house by herself and it like pans to show the whole home basically um at at james the cop's house aldous hodge my um beautiful husband crush i love him um so beautiful. so perfect perfection, so perfect. so perfect. beautiful it's why incredible. is he a cop why part, is he a cop? yes but... the only plot um <laughs> but there's a there's like a panning shot there and it made me feel like we were in like a tiny little miniature model home but other than that i felt like this movie was so artfully filmed totally like i don't know
1: the the showing of the negative space and then reading the trivia i know this they would show like views of the action like views of elizabeth moss character cecilia with james and with sydney like having a pillow fight for example after uh sydney get, receives that gift of all that money um and they show you you a view from down the hall and it's just so nerve-wracking that's one of like the first inklings you get about like where where the invisible man is and the fact that he's in the house and so while looking at the trivia it said that all those shots are you're supposed to be behind the invisible man like Watching like from behind where he is, so if you could see him, he his head would be like the back of his head would be there and i oh, I just love that. they put a lot of thought into to the cinematography here, and the trivia, whoever did it for IMDB, they put too much thought into the trivia because it was okay. twenty five pages long. <laughs> And it took me, like, three hours to get through. And I know things I never wanted to know nor needed to know. But thank you, whoever is so dedicated. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) I don't thank you, whoever is so dedicated. Because the thing about IMDb trivia, to my knowledge, is that anybody can add it. And then people just vote, like, is this helpful? Or, like, is this interesting? Or whatever. Um, But anybody could be, like, reading an interview and add something. And there were a lot of things in the trivia that I feel like really confused the issue for me after the fact. And I, okay, so I watched it once with you guys. And then I watched it a second time by myself. And then I read the IMDb trivia for my um, quote unquote research. And then I had to like go back into certain parts of the movie to be like, is that right? Like is a lot of the trivia is conflicting because it probably came from different people. Um, And so I just feel like actually this time around the trivia for me did a lot more um, harm than help.
1: Yeah, I definitely started skimming after the first hour and didn't really absorb anything <laughs> after that.
0: After the first hour of reading IMDb trivia, it's just Seriously. too long. That's too long. That to slow. have to get
2: I through read IMDb trivia. <laughs> I. I literally like scrolled through it and I was like, this is a lot of words. No, thank you. And I do not <laughs> mm-hmm. read anything. And close like- tab. <laughs> I read all of <laughs> no, it. No, <It>, thank you. <laughs>
0: it didn't take me an hour, but the fact that it could take anybody an hour means there's too much trivia there.
1: No. Uh, okay. And so this is a good segue into the rant that I want to give to you all on this day. Okay. Um, in this day of our Lord. Um in the trivia like 99 that's not true but a large percent of the trivia Keep, kept referencing this thing called the Dark Universe. This movie is in the Dark Universe. Actually, it's not in the Dark Universe. The Dark Universe, the Dark Universe. I was like, what in the fuck is the Dark Universe? Uh-huh. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't care about this. It's obviously not in a dark, like, it's not like a, a series of films. Like, there's no marketing about that at all. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna drop it. I'm not gonna look into it anymore. And we're not gonna bring it up on the pod. Well, Things have changed <laughs> because on Thursday night I sent Sydney and Chelsea about 500 texts that they didn't answer, which I don't blame them because I got high and I watched scary movie trailers for two hours instead of watching a movie. And one of the ones that I watched was for a movie called The Mummy, but not the beautiful one with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vice, the one from 2017 with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs>
0: Thumbs down so, for me.
1: Yeah, so in my household, in the beginning of the pandemic, every single day, we would watch a action movie, and so naturally, we got to know Tom Cruise very well, and so I told the boys about this mummy, Tom Cruise, and we just watched the original mummy last week, so we are like, we gotta watch it. So we sit down to watch it, and what I did not know is that the mummy 2017 was the official very, very over-trying effort of the Universal Studios platform, production company, whatever the hell they're called, to start their own Marvel-esque cinematic universe.
0: No, no. <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, uh-huh, God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's so called funny. the Dark Universe. The dark it. Universe. Um, so also you could think of it as the DCU, the <laughs> dark cinematic universe Absolutely and not. um this is actually so this mummy movie was absolute garbage but the idea of it is that they the universal studios they have all these monster movies right they've got invisible man they have the swamp monster they've got jekyll and hyde wolfman van helsing nice. frankenstein dracula all of these so they're like we're gonna do a fucking avengers kind of no. s deal <laughs> with all of these monsters together legit this is a thing it's the thing i um, hate it already and okay no. this has already been done once they did the league of extraordinary gentlemen starring sean connery which like i would watch that for sure it came out like 20 years ago or probably way longer ago. and that sounds fantastic but this is like so forced so basically the premise of of the mummy this is the worst movie i've ever seen in my entire life basically Tom Cruise is in it. Who cares? There's a hot blonde lady. Who cares? The main point is there's a super sexy, evil mummy lady who killed her dad and killed her little brother brother so she could become pharaoh, and then they entomb her in a tomb, and she comes back to life. She's super evil. She's super hot. I was so excited. She's so hot. We're gonna have a great time. No. They spend (laughs) 90% of the movie trying to set up the fucking DCU. So they're like, oh, (sighs) guess what? There's a mysterious voice that you hear With so much bass that it feels like you're gonna shit yourself And guess who that (laughs) is It's Russell Crowe That's already too much for you Guess who Russell Crowe is He's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde
0: (laughs) Or whatever Or the other way around
1: Yeah, yeah And it it was just Honestly, like, I can't tell you what happened It was terrible But basically, the movie Came out in 2017, and this was the second Dark Universe movie. The first one was Dracula Untold, which came out in 2014, which was so panned that they stopped marketing it as part of the DCU, or as part of the Dark Universe. And so this was going to be, like, the revamp. This movie, The Mummy, was so panned that they dropped the whole
0: idea (laughs) this is a shame because sofia butella who's the sexy lady is like very sexy and i like her she's (laughs) so sexy
1: and she's sexy in it but she's barely in it they're just like talking to russell crowe half the time i was like i want i hate this and it has nick from new girl in it too and he's a zombie mummy it's very (laughs) oh it's horrible (laughs) But all that to say, they were like, this is terrible. We can't do this. Everyone hates us. They fired the people who are in charge or they left. I don't know. And uh, now they're just doing one-off movies that aren't part, that are like revamping the old stories, but they're not part of one magical super monster Avengers team. Thank God. So this movie is the first DCU
2: movie that wasn't a big fan. Fiery piece of shit. So good for Universal, I guess. Okay, but also this movie does what that Mummy does, and takes a very sexy character and then gives them zero screen time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Literally makes them <laughs> invisible. So true. true, the character got a lot of screen time, just but he was invisible, so we <laughs> <laughs> The actor. Okay, actually, here's the thing. Um. When we watched this movie the first time, I genuinely forgot. What's his name? Oliver blah, blah, blah. What Oliver Jackson Cohen. Thank you. Uh, I was going to throw a Tyler in there somewhere, which doesn't belong. <laughs> I felt that. I felt
1: I feel nice that. Oliver
0: him. Tyler Cohen felt like. <laughs> Add in another white guy. man name. He's already got so many. He's <laughs> got three. Whatever. Anyway, so he um, obviously plays the Invisible Man, Adrian Griffin, perhaps, is the last name. That is um, true. Wow, look at me go. Okay, so when we watch this movie, I guess we see him in the beginning of the movie, but it's, like, such a glimpse, and it's at night, and it's, like, we see him through, like, a broken glass window or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we just don't get a, a good look at him. And then... When we watch it the first time and we finally do get a good look at him at the end of the movie when she finally, like, goes over to his house, I was like, wait, this guy? And I, like, completely forgot that this was who was playing the role. And I was like, I thought Adrian Pazdar from Heroes was the main guy. And then I was like, why... did I think that? And it's because his name is Adrian, um, and it's also so because... just thought they were
2: using his real I was name? I like, yeah, he's just like
0: playing himself, which would <laughs> honestly be fitting um, if you've heard the chicks' gas lighter, you know what I mean? I was just like... Oh, it's that guy. guy! Yeah! Oh, it is oh. Natalie Main's ex-husband who was in Heroes and who did something with somebody on a boat, um... Yeah. And I just was like he's gaslighting her gaslighter by the chicks and his name is adrian and he also has like a sort of rumbly voice and and it took me a long time to be like he's not in this movie um and it was only the second time that i paid attention in the beginning again and i was like okay yeah i can see that that is not adrian (laughs) pastar um that said oliver jackson cohen all over tyler cohen he did he did a a nice little job i find his american accent a little distracting but he only says, like, ten words in the whole film. Wait, so. is he American? Or was... Is... No, he's British. Okay. Cute! Because I was like, he was American in the first season of Haunting of Hill House, and then in Haunting of Blind Manor, he's British. And then I was like, which one's yeah. real? See, so he is a great actor. Wow! I actor. Oh, yeah, I guess his American accent know. wasn't distracting there. There's something about him here... And maybe it's because they made his voice like very rumbly, also, because it was kind of disembodied. Like the way that the audio worked, it didn't necessarily sound like he was someone. Standing on set next to the other Actor you know what I mean there was a lot of This movie that was like very reminiscent of Candyman for me Um, Oh totally I got big
2: Candyman Vibes in this movie too
1: I think that's why I suggested it Subconsciously I was we were like what movie We should should we do and I was like Invisible Man And it's like oh it's like the exact same Kind of thing that we just (laughs) covered so There (laughs) you go
0: a lot of overlap But they kind of give His his voice the same Treatment here where it's like kind of rumbling and and basically, and like reverberates through the movie in a way where it almost feels like it's inside of your head, which I guess makes sense because for a lot of the movie, they're still doing that thing where it's like, is Elizabeth Moss just crazy? Whoa, yeah, yeah. Okay, so
1: cast-wise of this movie, before we get deep deep into it, okay, we got we we've, we've done Oliver here, but we also have Elizabeth Moss who like. I have mixed feelings about her, but I will say that I think she knocked it out of the park in
2: this movie, like, incredible. Um, Her being a Scientologist always freaks me out. Yes. Like, just knowing that, I'm always just like, you're a Scientologist. I do it with Tom Cruise movies and, like, all the other Scientology actors that I know of. You guys tom cruise is in the other dcu movie wow
0: luke- oh, it all comes together is this a scientology conspiracy maybe yo is luke
1: evans a scientologist does anyone know because he's dracula in dracula untold so is someone luke look into evans it scientologist? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> is
0: this
2: basic um, i would be really a uh, propaganda <laughs> is i he?
0: I don't know it's hard Okay, (laughs) Here's the thing I did a google search Nothing obviously comes up But the second result is A link called the stars you didn't realize Were Scientologists but it does not mention His name in the preview And it mentions his Name in another one that's like 14 celebrities You had no idea were Scientologists But it seems like it's an unrelated Article from somewhere else on the page That's like just getting indexed with This gallery I think no but we can't say for sure. We can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. Conspiracy at foot. Conspiracy! just another reason
1: to be wary of the dcu
0: wow <laughs> right? Also, i just would like on the record we do know that there is another thing actually called the dcu um with dc comics but that oh, just has no okay right. the dark universe i'm gonna call it the dark universe going no, forward i like you calling it the, the dcu and the actual dcu can just be like the justice league universe whatever nobody cares about them no offense sorry i actually do like some of the movies a little
1: no, it's true. I don't want to confuse our audience. This is the dark cinematic I, universe. I don't I'll take care. i to say confused. it like
0: that. No, that's fine with me. They can, they're following along. They're listening. They, they're paying attention, presumably, I hope. Otherwise, like. What are you doing here? Yeah, otherwise, why are you listening at all? Okay, but also other people
1: in this cast that are amazing. We already talked okay. about Aldous Hodge, who is. The
0: hunkiest hunk that I've ever I just seen. Like, I love him and I like Leverage um a lot. And I just think he's like very sexy. And then also the director per IMDb trivia, which again, misleading for this movie, but per IMDb trivia on the commentary of this movie, or the director's cut, or whatever you call it, that even the director was like, Aldous Hodge is the perfect man. And that, and I would just like to say that's true, and I believe it. It's very true. Have you seen his arms? Like, whoa. Uh-huh. Also, like, uh-huh. he
1: walks around like he is, like, almost encumbered by how buff he is, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, But okay, also, so James, a.k.a. Aldous Hodge, His daughter in the movie Sydney is played by Storm Reed, and I am obsessed with her. She's the dopest name in the game, by the way. Her name is Storm. Incredible. She might be from X Men already. We don't even know. Um, and also like she's in Euphoria, and she's so good in Euphoria, and I love her. Okay, sorry, but she could be. She should play Storm in the next X Men revamp. That's a that's another cinematic universe that she could join.
2: We are putting it out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, and then th- of all the main other main characters, there's, of course, Michael Dorman, who plays Tom. Known piece of shit (laughs) I think he's like a good actor or whatever He
0: was like I've never seen him in anything else And so I was fully prepared to be like he's Tom You know what I mean whereas Aldous Hodge As James I called him Aldous Hodge almost Every single time in my notes and Elizabeth Moss I called Elizabeth Moss almost every single time in my notes Like do I know her name is Cecilia Yes have I ever called her that I don't think so Uh, It's just not relevant you know what I mean Whereas Adrian gets to be Adrian because he didn't Exist on screen for my eye to perceive um, Which is why why I was able to project a completely different celebrity onto him. Um, But Michael Dorman, great job as Tom, disgusting character. But lots to discuss about that later on.
1: Yeah. So, okay, where do we want to start with this one? I mean, like, the beginning of this movie, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. But I really like how they just, like, drop you in and you have no fucking clue what's going on at the beginning. Like, how – I had seen it before, but how did it feel for you guys, the beginning part?
2: It was definitely a bunch of us being like, "Is she doing this? Is she doing this?" Like we were definitely fishing for like what was happening, and Monica and was, was not, not a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. Clues.
0: I don't know. I feel like I um at least with the whole her a little escape plot, I mostly was following along. Except I did think that she called somebody named Billy on the phone the first time, and I was like, "Who's Billy?" Um. And the only thing I didn't get is I was like, okay, clearly she's hiding. Why is she not hiding and instead standing in the middle of the road where she is most easily perceived? Um, but that aside, um, I know, I remember when we were watching and we like do our little little text box chat as as we're watching the movie where we react together and somebody maybe one of our spooky friends was like, what did he do to her? Do we know? And I was like, well, I don't, I don't even know that we needed to know. Cause I feel like I got everything I needed to get, which is just like, he's an abusive husband. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't really need specifics and we didn't like, I mean, I guess we, we did get some, um, but also like, they could have gotten more specific and I didn't need that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe that's not the case for other people, but I feel like I had all of the like cultural knowledge of abusive controlling relationships that I needed to walk into this movie and immediately be like, okay, I I'm following.
1: Yeah. I like how they don't like hand it to you. They like, it does a great job of painting the picture itself. You know, they don't need Mm -hmm. to say I'm hello. My name is Cecilia. And this is my, asleep husband adrian and he's abusive to me and here's why like it just said it on its own um but that opening scene i mean like it's just so stressful seeing her escape and then you finally think she is getting out of there she gets into her sister emily's car and then emily does not it's so clear that emily has no fucking clue what the fuck is going on and i wanted to punch her
2: here's the thing Emily's my least favorite character in this movie um
0: I will say I, my perspective of Emily is colored by the fact that I think I'm probably the only person in the world who watched the TV show that that actress was on called like the in-between um and <laughs> it was no offense to her but not very good um and so that definitely informed my viewing but I also feel like... Everything Emily does makes sense if, again, you are like super familiar with the dynamics of abusive controlling relationships and totally. how people like isolate um, the their v- victims essentially from like friends and loved ones. And so you can kind of color the Emily-Cecilia relationship a lot yourself. But if you aren't, it's like very I mean, it was very frustrating the first time anyway, because I was like, why won't she just drive? Like, why is she shocked that this guy's abusive when he literally punched a hole through her car window? Like, why is she automatically believing this random email that anybody could have sent when it's, like, not hard to schedule an email to go out after the fact, even after you kill yourself? Yeah. Um. And the guy's literally, like, a tech entrepreneur, so, like, that really shouldn't be shocking. Um. But I guess... I, reading the imdb trivia and like thinking about it more we have to i to some degree come in with the perspective that like adrian has ruined their relationship and yeah, there's like, that existing beef between them that is never really referenced on screen but we're just like supposed to assume has been there and i think it gives you the pieces to assume that i would have maybe liked to see a little bit more reference to it you know what i mean um, I yeah
1: I agree I feel like it would have made what inevitably happens to Emily's character like uh more emotional because we would have been more of invested in her because she kind of just like if you don't understand that if you don't understand how abusive relationships can work you're kind of like this lady's a bitch like <laughs> what's going on um but th- th- it seems like to me uh she. Just hadn't been having a con- like any conversations or any relationship with Cecilia for a really long time. Like she was seemed shocked even to have gotten the call to come pick her up. Yeah, so that's why she wasn't like there at the exact su- the exact moment that she was supposed to be there because she probably wasn't taking it as seriously as obviously Cecilia was. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah, she it's clear she has no idea what was going on with her sister at all when she's like, "What did he do to you?" Um, and 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 it makes it more makes more sense that she'd believe that her sister would say something like that to her because she probably just like dropped off the face of the planet for years and years or like
0: prior very possibly pushed her sister out of her life on purpose. Um, you know, like early on yeah. in the relationship, if she's being gaslit into thinking like her sister doesn't care about her and adrian is the only person who gets her blah 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 you know what i mean i'm sure she was like back out of my relationship you're suffocating me etc or whatever um but i just think what's interesting about this movie is that it there's so much information that it doesn't give us um and that Mm -hmm. you're just you just i guess don't really question because it doesn't really matter but like We don't know who James is in relation to either of them. Like, I guess we know that he is um, Emily's friend, but we don't know how they know each other. Like, we don't know how this setup came to be. We just get, like, dropped in this situation, and nobody ever really explains it at all. Um, Emily, or Cecilia, is just, like, somehow part of james and sydney's life and and there's two weeks that we don't see her getting settled in and i guess we're just supposed to assume she got like super close with them in those two weeks but there's just like so much that they don't i mean we don't need it you know what i mean it's a perfectly fine i don't think we need it but it's so interesting how most films really do give you all of that and and this movie is just like you're fine you're following I think this movie, in a lot of ways, is, like, the exact opposite
1: of The Conjuring, Uh, (laughs) even though it has the classic Conjuring, uh blanket pull in it um which was apparently supposed to be a direct reference to it i'm like all right we don't need to give anything more to conjuring all right it's fine but conjuring get like leaves nothing up to the fucking imagination they're like here is every word that you could ever say that could ever happen in this film and then also here's some other topics that don't need to be covered and we will be covering them as well but (laughs) the invisible man is like Figure it out yourself, honey, and let's focus on the spooky bits. And I appreciate that about this film.
2: <laughs> One thing that I do love that this movie did was it didn't make uh, Emily Moss and or Cecilia and James be like a love interest at all. Mm-hmm. Like I yes. love that they made that like a platonic friendship. Yeah, like, I agree. Just so many, like I think them being friends. Mm-hmm is so much just like i love that relationship in this movie It's even though i don't know how they're friends yeah i love that they're friends and it's not like you know like there's no like longing glances Mm -hmm. or like uh and you're just like she is traumatized from her husband i'm assuming boyfriend husband is it husband i think it's her husband yeah 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 like she's traumatized and they don't know exactly why she's traumatized so like thank you
0: i thought it was really beautiful that they just like skipped the whole romance thing and they were just like there's there's already a lot here going on like you don't need that plot and also i think it would have complicated the relationship with james in a way that like we we need him okay first of all when when sydney gets smacked and then immediately is like elizabeth moss hit me i was like why is that happening um but it did happen and the fact that James Aldous Hodge immediately was like I gotta get my baby out of here and protect her I was like if they had a romance plot that would have made that moment like 1000 times more complicated in a way that I think would have weighed down the scene you know what I mean I also
1: think that that would have like diminished like the effect of like the true horror that the abusive relationship like mm-hmm. wreaked on Cecilia's life. Yeah, you know it would have made it seem like even if it's not real realistic. Like even if she like started falling for him, which who could blame her? He's a hunky. Beautiful He's perfect. Man. Yeah, we've just got He's us. perfect in every single way. Um, but. That would have been like, oh, she's just moving on. Yeah, she's she's fine. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I like that they're like, she's not fine. She's really fucked up from all of this.
0: She's really going really fucked
1: up. check the mail.
2: She's really fucked up.
1: And that's the thing that sucks too, because like, Adrian is such a genius that he's like planned this all out to a T. Like because she was already so skittish and so scared from the get go. When she starts to get more paranoid it seems like just like this casual at first advancement of what she was already feeling until she starts going like truly wild and crazy and scare quotes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and also, okay. Like just the, the start of, of the invisible man, like entering the, the from stage left, you know, he, the fact that when the sister comes by to tell her that Adrian is dead, um And she Elizabeth Moss character Gets so fucking mad She's like we had a plan why the fuck are you here He's gonna follow you and she's like no
0: It's fine he's dead He did fucking follow her right then <laughs> Yeah here's another one of my IMDb trivia beefs. There was a piece of IMDb trivia that was like, oh, she took the shock collar off the dog and she put it in her bag and then she went to James's house and he tracked it because there was a letter in the mail saying that he was dead as soon as the sister got there. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I went and I was like, there was no letter in the mail. The scene where she gets a letter about the will, that's a different day after the fact. I am DB Trivia was really trying to um confuse me and make me feel like I had not seen this movie and I didn't know what I was talking about and it was It gaslit hard. you Yes This uh, uh.
1: It's two to theme, honestly. Uh. Honestly, the it whoever really wrote is. this was like I'm going to be the Adrian to Chelsea That's and true. gaslight her and make her think she didn't see this film.
0: That's meta. I said fuck. it twice. I am truly <laughs> really a person, just so you know. And I was paying attention. I took notes. I took notes.
1: So, okay, when's the first time that, besides the letter, so the letter is one of the first inklings, you know, that mm-hmm. something's emits, because how the fuck do they know that she's there? Um, but also, is the first time that we start knowing that there, there's some shit going on the kitchen scene? Or is there anything before that?
0: I think, um, actually, there's Isn't one she thing.
2: Outside? Yeah.
0: Okay. I think before the. I think that's I mean, first, right? Wait.
1: Hmm. I just watched this this morning and I already don't remember. Either
0: I way. <laughs> okay. I think, um. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So the kitchen scene happens earlier on because I was still thinking about it when we got to this later scene, though. Um, because I wrote in my notes, um, you know, the knife, whatever you see it like slip off the counter as he picks it up, eventually. And then also you see the, the bacon on the stove. I guess he just like turned the flame up and it was enough that like the grease spitting out of the pan, like caught on fire and then the whole pan caught on fire or whatever
1: uh, I've done the exact same thing in my own home oh you uh, have so yes I started a grease
2: fire uh, and I, was, I have also started a grease fire <laughs> and I was
1: terrified and I didn't know what to do and so I just turned off the heat and then the fire went away so I saw oh. them doing that and I was like I feel like you could have just turned off the heat and the fire would have gone away but it was more cinematic to use the Fire extinguisher, so love it.
0: I will say when we were watching this movie the first time, I was like, I gotta get a fire extinguisher for under my sink. Like <laughs> yeah. I got that that feels like something I should have. Um
2: but also just a, they have oh. little mini ones Cute. that aren't like a fire extinguisher. It's like a spray uh-huh. thing that like looks like dry shampoo, but it's a fire extinguisher. I love that. Cute. Also, um
0: yeah. anybody listening, Storm Reed is right, you're not supposed to put water on a grease fire. You can smother it like if you have a large Pan cover that you can put over it, or a pot cover, you can like smother the fire. Um, but you have to make sure I think it goes out completely because if you like take the cover off and you reintroduce oxygen, it will like surge. I've seen backdraft anyway, um here at spooky Tuesday, we
1: care about your safety we and care. so here's a few fun tips when you have a grease fire. Yes,
0: anyway, um, what I was getting at before that is I was still thinking about that later on, um when she's like. In the the room, maybe, by her. Oh, that's what it and is. Yes. She's
1: opening all of her new clothes that
0: she bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can start to hear the clicking because I wrote, you can hear the clicking. The mechanical purring sounds like a cat. And then I was still thinking about the fire and I was like, was the fire just to distract from the fact that the knife goes missing? Like, do we think he set the fire just so there would be enough panic that nobody would be like, where'd the knife go? Um, or do we think that was also just to be like, uh, oh, you crazy girl. Um, but then I didn't even notice the, the knife. I know, nobody questioned the yeah, knife. I didn't. And I feel like we could have gotten an establishing shot of the knife block with like several empty slots, but whatever. Um, Anyway, there's also a scene where they go. She goes outside once she notices the door is open on its own and you can see like the little chain swinging. So, you know, it's been like recently opened. It hasn't been like hanging open this whole time. She just didn't notice. And then when you go outside on the porch, you can see a puff of his breath next to her on the porch because it's cold out. And that was the first time I was like, ooh, that's interesting.
2: That, the breath puff Mm -hmm. is like, that spooked me out real bad. I didn't notice it
0: the first time. I only noticed it this morning when I was
2: re-watching, yeah.
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, I just think that that's like a perfectly done intro. Like, the fire was great, very scary. You obviously know some fucked shit is going on, but like that little puff of breath. And they were gonna do something similar later in the film where they put like a a handprint in uh the steam on, yeah, on the, the shower, shower door. But like that's that's been done. That's been done. This oh, been there. I was like, ooh, it's so spooky. Um but then chick starts getting way way more amped up almost right away. Um, with that bedroom scene where cute little Cecilia and No 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 me, Cute little Sydney and Cecilia are all snugged up in bed, having a lovely slumber, and things start to get
0: fucked. <laughs> Absolutely not. First of all, I will say the first time we watched that scene did really confuse me because I was like, "Wait, I thought she had her own room," and it didn't occur to me that I was like, "She's scared, so she went to sleep with somebody else." Um, yep. Until the second time, and then I was like, "Oh, I understand." But also pulling the blankets off them and taking photos like she is a teenage girl i know she is not the target but also like leave sydney alone she is and you are taking photos of sleeping baby you disgusting creep like get out Mm, totally agreed so creepy and then
1: like (sighs) poor cecilia is just trying to get her blankets back on like can you imagine you think that there's someone in the room already and mm-hmm. then you throw the blanket on the chair. You're like, okay, I'm just being a little bit wild tonight. I need to go back to sleep. And then you try to pull the blanket and there's fucking invisible feet on it. No. no How did no, he get no. out of the no. chair so
0: quickly? That was one of my I questions. I was like, I feel like he got out of the chair so fast, but it had panned away from the seat of the chair where you could previously see his butt imprint that you could no longer see Like when the butt imprint had disappeared. Mm -hmm. he's a speedy boy he is he's very um light-footed i suppose
2: he has to be he's been practicing for this (laughs) i have a question about like him being light-footed in the suit him having extra super strength in the suit like is it the suit that you know maybe gives him makes him able to uh, choke
0: her out one-handed lifting her three uh, feet off the
2: ground yeah, and just like yeets her across <laughs> a thing and like takes like eight hundred like armed security guards out at the same time. Like is it the suit? Adrenaline, man. It's not the suit. <laughs> I think
0: um he's just swole, perhaps. I think he's just swole. Like like, our, is, our like friend not dating. ripped. He's like nicely buff, but he's
2: not I mean, like we
1: only see him for five seconds the whole film, so there's no way to know for sure. There's no, <laughs> there's individual. no establishing shirtless shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> fair,
2: okay, fair. <laughs> I can roll with that. <laughs>
1: Um, I would love to picture Oliver Jackson Cohen with the muscles of Aldis Hodge. So hopefully that's the scenario. And then we just don't see it in the white button down shirt.
0: <laughs> I do uh, think being able to lift somebody up one handed choking them out. That is perhaps far fetched, but maybe people can do that. I don't know. And I've never tried and I never will because that is don't, don't, don't choke people. I won't. Unless you it's
2: consensual. Either
0: sure but i feel like even then lifting somebody off the ground um for choking um interactions feels like dangerous maybe do it lying down
1: here at spooky tuesday we care about your safety
0: we're we're sex positive we care about your safety um We want you to have fun,
2: but not get hurt. There you go. (laughs) Okay, a totally random question. Okay. If he was having sex in the suit, would it just be a floating dick? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that, I think, is the scariest imagery of all.
0: (laughs) I don't like that. Um, I don't either. (laughs) But like all of them doing- kind of funny. I don't think, oh, it would I don't be think hilarious. there's a zipper. I, well, okay, we do have questions about the suit, which is, we know that it, like, pulls off from the head, but that's really the only opening in the suit that we know about. So I do have more questions about how it comes on and off, but I guess who cares.
1: It's like a wetsuit, so, like, when the time comes and you have to pee, you just pee in it. And it same just like, thing. It just warms up Yeah, but up in a wetsuit,
2: you're in water. You're and not in
1: water. And it goes down into in your feet and
0: it's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> just like <the same laughs> idea the <laughs> a wetsuit. Presumably, this this suit has to be, like, very tightly put together so that you don't get little glimpses of, of not invisible things. You know what I mean? I it's guess... It's got a fully working toilet inside. <laughs> yeah, it's got a... Well, also, maybe he's got, um you know how what what am I what's it called with a little tube
1: He's got a catheter in yeah <laughs> geez, he's going to great lengths to fuck over his wife. Oh my he, god.
0: He is going to great lengths. Like, would he we, really you is. You know what I mean? It um, feels <sighs> like the suit is difficult to get in and out of, but also um, we saw when she splashes him with paint and then he washes it off in the sink in approximately 0.5 seconds that like clearly it's made to be resistant to the elements to some degree.
2: That yeah, that sense? was another thing too. Like, how did how get the paint off so fast?
0: Somebody on IMDb Trivia was like, that's proof that there's two of them and they were both there at that moment because he wouldn't be able to get the paint off that fast. And it's like, okay, then how did the paint get in the sink? We're just supposed to assume that it came off that fast. Like, that's, sorry. Yeah, that's I
1: clear. mean, well, it had not like, set yet. And, like, if it's got, like, a slick, maybe it's a uh, hydrophobic. The suit is hydrophobic. That makes sense. As well as he's to- walking down the street and a bird shits on him and yeah. and then everyone can see the floating bird shape can't have
0: that he has to prepare for these things he's got it for things to slide right up because here's the thing, I do fully believe that this is not something he was developing just to stalk his wife. I fully believe that this was, like, a technological advancement he probably was going to sell to the military or whatever once it was, like, ready. Um, So oh, yeah. 100%, like, if you're in a war zone or whatever, you don't want to be able to get splashed with paint and be super visible. Like, you
2: want that to, you know. It just
0: makes
2: sense. <laughs> it just makes sense. I will say, though, that... That moment for uh-huh. me, where she hears a noise and she's up in the attic, uh-huh. and that's super suspenseful. She finds his phone, which has all the pictures of them sleeping. Again, she should have just gone to her hunky yes. cop friend and was like, See, look at this. Uh-huh. What do you think? This he is his was phone. In the he exit. These right? Like, it, but like, Where we see her dump the paint on him. Mm -hmm. That made me jump. That was like actually spooky to me. I was like, oh my God.
1: When we were all watching this movie together, um, you guys were like, why doesn't she just take the phone? Why doesn't she just take the phone? And I'm like, the spooky man is right there. (laughs) Like she then has like the fight of her life gets thrown over a table, gets thrown in the air has to break plates on his head. So like she probably lost the phone in the middle of that little tizzy. <laughs>
0: sure, but I am just saying um, if I were her, I would simply be like Sarah and the roommate and have immediately memorized the phone number of anybody relevant to my life so that I could text that picture to James right away. And James, upon receiving that photo, would be like, I didn't take this photo. Sydney and Cecilia are both in this photo. Clearly there's something afoot here. You are a woman of sound mind. Thank you so much. Chelsea, I you would survive a horror
2: movie so well. I
0: mean, Seriously, I, I would. Girl, Chelsea. I wouldn't actually memorize. I don't know anybody's phone number. Um, I just when I was screenshotting the roommate to do social posts, I was like, how did she memorize Rebecca's phone number this the day that she met her? Um, but. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's not this episode. This episode is about a different movie.
1: Um, but just to backtrack a little bit, though, so the scene <laughs> where um, the scene where Sydney and Cecilia are in bed and the covers get pulled off, uh-huh. when Cecilia wakes up and she looks, and the first thing she sees is that hat cloak man. It seems in the corner. Everybody's so why into nothing...
0: fashion. First of all, okay.
1: Totally. One, that's an homage to the OG. uh, A through line. Exactly. Well, no, it's an homage to the OG uh, Invisible Man. Because, like, in that movie. He becomes invisible, and he doesn't want to be invisible, so he tries to be visible by wearing a big cloak and a fedora, which is adorable for him. That's very cute. Um, But in this movie, apparently, even in 2020, young aspiring fashion students still think fedoras (laughs) are
2: in vogue.
0: Sydney's like, I grew up watching The Roommate, and I would also like to be like Sarah, and I'm going to have a big scarf and a fedora with a peacock feather and that's style I mean, and desire, baby. That's style and desire. Fashion
2: is coming back around. If I have to wear low-cut rise jeans again, I will simply kill myself. Gaucho, to
0: do gaucho pants are
2: back. You can't. Okay, I'm down for the gaucho. I think we just style them better by not layering tank tops and doing a big Ugh. chunky belt. Sorry, I think...
0: I'm wearing 13 tank tops with my gaucho pants and You can't stop me. <laughs>
2: That's the thing.
1: We're all allowed to do whatever we want. So, Sydney, you never have to put on low-rise jeans again in your life. And Chelsea, please wear as many tank tops as you (laughs) can fit. (laughs) So, basically, at this point in the movie, things just start, like, rapidly going downhill. Um, So, she goes to her... Interview to be at a new Architecture firm and she was so So nervous the first time I watched this movie I was like oh she's so nervous She's acting so weird Um no you We find out like five seconds later She was actually hella drugged (laughs) During that moment
0: Okay that said I do feel like actually Some of her actions were appropriate considering The interviewer just blatantly hit On her being like do all beautiful women Have to go to Paris? Oh Um, god yeah I forgot about that yeah, so, I mean, I think, obviously, we see that she is not, not well, um, because she's got just a shitload of diazepam in her system. Um, but that's not even the most important part about that scene. I'm like, I'm is like, it the like, fact
2: <laughs> that it was the same drugs that she drugged him with? Like, the exact same bottle was, okay. like, sitting on the counter? I will say,
0: um, I've got a lot of questions about like how Adrian was getting around and transporting goods, um, and whether he was using the ladder to get in and out of the attic the whole time, but that aside, because I don't really care that much, um, and I'm sure whatever, there's, maybe he's got an invisible electric scooter, I don't know, he's got a backpack, and with he's his catheter in the suit, yeah, I mean, he, we don't know, this suit is, is maybe there's a lot of pockets in there, um, yeah. The, the There were a couple things where, and again, I think this is part of the movie is just like not handing us everything where you just have to be like, this happened and I'm not allowed to question it. But it's like, how did the medication fall out of her bag? Like, how did he do all of these things? Um, I I think for the most part. A lot of it, you're just like, whatever. You have to roll with the punches. Yeah, uh, life
1: just happens. She was life, moving quickly. Stuff fell out of the bag.
0: <laughs> life just happens. Um, You know, sometimes your abusive husband switches your, your secret birth control pills. Um, You know, but I don't know where I was going with that.
1: The one thing that really bothers me is that why is no one questioning the big bloody fingerprint on the (laughs) diazepam when she brings it to Tom? She's like, "Look at this." I know I get that she sounds absolutely unhinged when she's like, "He's not dead and he's invisible." Like that's a lot, but like, (laughs) why is there blood all over her diazepam? Why is she not bringing that shit up? That's a big deal. It's his blood
0: because he did that. They I mean, punched through the window. Yeah, I guess the simple answer for them to not look any further would just be, like, he punched through the window, and everybody knows that, because presumably Emily had to get her car fixed. And so they're just, like, he got blood on it at some point, but she she left with it, and so, like, the blood was from before he killed himself, which it was. Um, but, yeah, I guess... There there are a lot of things that people overlook in this movie which is just I think has to come back to the explanation that like nobody believes that someone has the power to make themselves invisible, you know what I mean? So like in this scene in the restaurant with her sister when she's finally trying to confront her sister and get her help, um where where shit like really hits the fan because oh, we've God, seen this scene. Yeah, we've seen Adrian um doing some bad mischief, um criminal felony mean abuse of violent mischief don't want to downplay it um hitting but, a child hit, hitting a child um but for the most part he has really only focused his attentions on Cecilia and this is the moment where it really starts to have like lasting consequences for other people in her life um which is just a taste of what he he directly tells her later on at the hospital um but he goes after her sister in the restaurant and, you know, like if there were security cameras and they had a good shot of this table, they would be able to look at it and be like, okay, clearly the knife is like floating by itself and the knife slashes her and she's she's not holding it. She's not near the knife. There's something going on here. But the human brain is like so attuned to trying to answer questions that, you know, people sitting around her are going to think that they saw her kill her sister even though we know that she didn't we saw that the the knife didn't go into her hand until afterwards and so i think um what tom is a piece of shit so that's that's why tom is like dismissing everything but when it comes to james dismissing things and sydney being like you hit me it's just like That's the only logical answer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so even though it doesn't make sense for Sydney to jump to the conclusion that Cecilia hit her from across the room with no provocation, it's like you have to believe that if you're Sydney because what else are you going to believe?
1: And also the way that Cecilia had been acting, you know, she was literally just on the floor in the fetal position hysterically crying. So maybe she's a little not all there at that moment (laughs)
2: two things i wish in the scene where sydney thinks that cecilia hit her i wish they were like physically closer together because Mm. like they were across the room like if if i got hit like that and i saw a person like on the fetal position in the floor Mm -hmm. across the room my first suspicions wouldn't be oh my god you hit me so it would have made more sense if they were just like a little closer together, yeah. Two, um, if I ever tell y'all that I think an invisible person is stalking me, I need you to one hundred percent believe me. Of
0: Nobody I will. in this movie even like approaches acknowledging the concept of ghosts.
2: First of all, um, yeah. Like, why would you not be like even Here's like? There's a ghost. They're they're not right. Like, if I was like, I think my dead abusive husband ghost is haunting me you'd be like yes of course he is like fix that and then to find out that it's actually him in a visible suit all along that would have been a better movie for me than like trying to hunt a ghost and to find out that he's real that's actually a man in a mask
0: that actually is a very funny concept um i (laughs) would love that the thing with Emily, for me, when she gets the email and she doesn't believe it, it's like you can believe that there is like history there. The thing with Sydney, assuming that Cecilia hit her, you kind of just have to roll with it because to me, it's like the logical if everybody there was reacting with 100 percent logic and reason um, and Sydney does not have her own history of like violence against her. You know what I mean? She's she's freaking out a disproportionate amount and you could say it's because like she knows that something funny happened but she doesn't understand what it is and so it's like panic to the fact that it's like I'm assuming you hit me because I don't know how else I could have been hit but also I saw that you were like across the room essentially so I know that that's not quite right either and that's why she's freaking out but the thing is that like Cecilia is an abuse victim and so if she's lashing out in inappropriate ways why would you not give her some space to be like okay, Sydney's just going to go and be in her room and lock the door with her pepper spray for the night. You know what I mean? Like, why would you be like, we have to get her out of the house until the next day? That's what doesn't make sense to me. They like vacate the premises. (laughs) Yeah, I mean- I don't have the same perspective as you guys
1: about like them being too far away for it to make sense because like they literally were like both leaning down towards each other to like get onto their knees to stand up and she was looking at the ground and not looking at Cecilia so I don't agree with you guys but that's fine but also (laughs) like there's there had been so many little things that were obviously freaking James out like a shit ton and so like then Sydney gets punched in the face and she's like he's like all right gotta go and, like, I understand that, too. It's just, like, they yeah. they had already... Adrian had already been doing such a great job, like, setting the dominoes in order. And then, boom, he hit him, and they're all knocking down, and no one trusts her anymore, so...
0: Yeah, I guess fair enough.
1: So, okay, after... <laughs> The most unexpected murder that I've seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> truly,
0: it's like uh, really
1: so shocking. It was so shocking. Like you think you're safe when you're at a restaurant with a million people, but no. And also, like watching it with you guys, I had my hands over my eyes that entire scene. Like just mm-hmm. like, oh, they have no idea. But anyway, I mean, them things. Like it's uh, shit has already hit the fan, but she whoa oh, is really hitting the fan. It's spraying everywhere. It's disgusting. They take Cecilia to the
0: psych ward I guess and I guess like why not the police station but whatever
1: immediately to the psych ward okay well like maybe maybe that was like a nice thing from James too because like, great, like he's like she needs help if she's doing this so like take her to go get help but okay that moment though right after she is like restrained and sedated and she's screaming like he's here he's here he's here and then everyone leaves and that fucking bastard adrian is just like surprise (gasps) (sighs) he's gonna make me
2: hate surprises (laughs) i love a surprise how dare you (laughs) i hate surprises and so if somebody was doing that to me and then all of a sudden was like surprise i'd be like it is on Sight. Ha ha ha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. It took, me, it took me one second to get why you were laughing. But, <laughs> but then it was very cute. I liked it a lot. <laughs>
2: like, as soon as I can see you, motherfucker, it is
0: Yay, on! Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, it's just... I- I was really freaked out in the midst of this whole like psych ward scene because when she finds out she's pregnant, and they said it must have happened in the last month. I was like, "How long has Adrian been dead?" Yes, because like is there some invisible like,
0: fuckery going on, even worse than literally. What we've yeah, <laughs> but I don't I, think there
1: was. No, I don't think so either. Cause then we find out that he replaced the birth control, right?
0: Yeah, and there there it's only been like a few days since we first saw her at James's house, and that was two weeks afterwards. And and the nurse says something like, It must have happened in the last month, which is like very um confusing timeline wise for calculating pregnancy because when they like when you're, like, four weeks pregnant, it means you're only, like, you only conceived two weeks ago because it goes from your last period, um, and so it's, like, kind of up in the air, but I guess we're supposed to assume that it, it happened, like, right before she left.
2: But then it's like, does the suit have a dick hole?
0: Stop! I don't <laughs> like, want to no. talk about this dick hole. It goes back
2: to no. that. Like, does no. the suit,
0: does have an invisible also, dick hole? I mean, the, obviously the concept of him within the confines of their marriage pressuring her to have a sexual relationship with him and make a baby is, like, already dark and grim enough. I don't need to confront the concept of him in his suit while she's unconscious, possibly with the diazepam or whatever anything happening at that point i don't need yeah i don't need that to enter into the this realm at all i would like to just be like it happened before we even met her within the confines of this movie and that's not my business and i don't need to address it further
1: the out with the birth control is a crucial out because when we were talking about this and I was like, Did he I was Yet, like I can't. the first time
0: we watched I, was like, no. I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to the timeline and you said something and I was like and I and I really yeah. got upset. Um Yeah, there's a
1: lot of vomiting happening. So we are going to choose to believe it was a birth control related thing, and that's just that.
0: <laughs> and I have again, I have questions on that because it's like okay, she just started taking birth control, so what was she doing before to prevent pregnancy? Like, were they using condoms, but they were married? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but I was, I just had, I had questions, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, that is not what's important. What is important this is all the badass final girl shit she does in the hospital. She, like, yoinks the pen. She fakes a suicide attempt. She oh. stabs the fuck out of him while being like, fuck you, iconic. Um, Iconic, <laughs> yeah, and then she's like chasing after him with with the gun. Oh my god, I just thought that she was really um killing it, and I will say mm-hmm. the only person who was not killing it during that sequence, much as I love Sydney, um, I think if you're in your contained bedroom and you spray pepper spray, and then you run through that cloud of pepper spray, it's not going to go as well for you in real life as it did for her in the movie, which is still not well, because um, the Invisible Man did yoink her right back. Um, but if you spray pepper spray in a closed room, it's gonna be bad for you no matter what, mm-hmm. and then especially if you run directly towards where you just sprayed it. Totally,
1: I will say though, just back to the the final action sequence in the psych ward, like the they kind of cross the line into like like some real superhero like Mm -hmm. movie action shit during that point just because like the the suit kept like phasing in and out of visibility and i was like that's venom (laughs) i was like this is so crazy that venom is here (laughs) like venom would have a crazy fight sequence in a psych ward i can see that happening and so i was like okay they're going way too hard in the dark universe thing here now that i know about it but i still thought it was really 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 well done
2: In the psych ward, I love that we also learn that uh, Tom is a true piece of shit in this movie as well. Yes! Trying to be like, you know, if you keep the baby, you know, you can do all this kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. But I love that she's so smart and being like, I'm going to try and kill myself to get you to come... Show yourself, so that way bitch. Can, yeah, Yeah, to show yourself. And I think, like, Tom, like, him being like, oh, we know about the baby and we know about all these Ugh. things. Like, Ugh. it's so like he we says we'll be watching and
0: I was like I will yeah. murder you I so will gross. murder you but here's and the I, thing I also feel like there is room for a whole other movie from Tom's perspective where he is also to some degree a, a complicit but a victim you know what I mean where he also yeah. says like my brother controlled me my whole life and she says to him like your brother controlled you and I felt worse for you because there's no escaping when you're literally blood related um mm-hmm. And there's a moment when in the first reading of the will scene where he's like, I felt relief when I found out that my brother died. And when you know the twist, you can kind of watch the movie and see like, I think he's being honest when he's saying I felt relief when I found out he died. And then I found out he was not dead and he was going to use me to do his bidding. And then you're kind of like, that that blows. Um, That said... You know, Cecilia didn't murder anybody or try to. No. Um, so no. clearly, you know, there's there are degrees that you can resist. Um, and Tom just sucks and I hate him. And I, I didn't think there
1: were too many, like, super memorable quotes from this movie. But I just want to give some shine to this quote. It's Cecilia talking to Tom in that scene where she finds out that he's in on it. And she says, I used to feel sorry for you. The blood relative of a narcissist sociopath. Permanent punching bag handcuffed to his wallet but now i can see you for what you really are you're just the jellyfish version of him everything but the spine
2: oh
0: Absolutely i wish burn. i could say something
2: Absolutely so mean burn. <laughs> my brain doesn't work that fast like if i'm like trying to be like "Ooh, yeah i'm gonna get something it's either like i say something that is just like i'm not fully aware of what i'm mm-hmm. saying because i'm word vomiting out mm-hmm. or i'm like I'll think of something later to respond to that. write if you, you Cecilia, a letter. Yeah, if
0: you were Cecilia, you would yoink that pen because you'd be planning your escape, but then you'd be in the shower about to do the wrist thing, and then you'd be like, oh, I should have called it a jellyfish. that's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly what I would have done. <laughs> okay, I have some discussion points just before we move on to our regular segments. Um, there was a piece of IMDb trivia where apparently the the director from the director's commentary was like critics pointed out all of these plot holes but jokes on you because in my head I have logical answers to all of these things um so they're not really plot holes even though they're not solved within the logic of the movie itself I'm gonna just list them off real quick for you um one of them is were both Tom and Adrian at the house at the end another one is and I kind of address this a little invisible scooter whatever how did Adrian get around how many suits are there is actually a big question that I have because we know that Tom got shot in one and we know the one that Adrian had was glitching um and I don't know that that he had time to fix it but there's also there's the final showdown between cecilia and adrian when she goes to his house for dinner after tom has been killed and and adrian has been discovered from his kidnapping whatever um and she we don't see her do anything but it's implied that she also puts a suit on and is the one that kills him obviously um and so i have questions about that too because it's like was it still in the closet hidden in the vent and sh- and there's three suits at play here? Like what I, I just, and then also I want to know, do we, do we think that she keeps the baby, but that's also like, who cares? Um, but I just have, I have some logistical questions here about these suits. I think there's at least three. There's definitely at least three suits. There's gotta Uh, be three, right? He doesn't have time to be, like, fixing this. And if he did have time to fix it, she would not be able to, like, sneak away down to the garage without being on the cameras. No, and also, like, Tom definitely
1: gets to James's house way in advance of Cecilia getting there, even though they were, like, seconds behind each other in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously that was tom getting to the house when adrian i don't know if adrian showed up to the house i feel like he did but it would have been really quick for him to have to turn around and fake his own like
0: kidnapping kidnapping. yeah and then what happens to the car that he stole from the hospital or whatever
1: well i feel like that might have been his car i don't think he stole a car i think like he has to get places somehow you know what i mean you
0: don't think he has an invisible electric
1: scooter I wish that he did, but also if he was so quickly as someone who bikes in LA, I almost <laughs> die every day. And like, if someone couldn't see me like at all, I'd be dead in an instant. So, um, but yeah, I think that that was his own car. Cause it was a fancy car. I feel like he just, maybe he just drives around in the invisible suit and people are like, oh, it's a
2: Tesla <laughs> <both> driving cars. <laughs> oh my god
1: or tom drives him around or he just takes the mask off because like what's the likelihood (gasps) of people recognizing him
0: okay another discussion question that i just had in my head but i already have an answer to it which is just me being like here are the plot holes that critics had and i was trying to be like if the director says he has logical answers to everything what could that answer possibly be do we think this is okay i don't have a question this is just my theory about how he faked his suicide in the beginning i think probably since Tom was in on it, um, he, oh, I guess I just am contradicting myself when I said that he was being truthful when he was relieved when he found out his brother died. I guess he just faked his own, like, death photos, and then Tom took them, or I guess maybe he could have taken them himself, but obviously he just, like, paid a, a maid at this hotel to say that they found the body. You know what I mean? Like, when you're rich, you can get people to say anything you want.
1: Yeah, does there have to be like a death certificate and shit though? Like was it entered into the record or was there any sort I guess of like we don't know.
0: Bitterness? Because if if nobody's contesting the will and his brother is the lawyer for his will and his brother knows that he's alive and his brother can just be like oh let me give you some money you know what I mean why would you be like let me see the morgue certificate when he's like here's an urn full of ashes right here like presumably everything that we saw on screen would be pretty easy to fake other than the news article I guess but even then Clearly he had a plan to get out of it at the end anyway, and he had a plan to get Cecilia off of murder somehow, and I guess the answer is just um, being rich enough to have whatever resources you want at your
2: disposal.
1: Seems like it. Oh, he's such a douche. I hate him so much.
2: (laughs) The big twist in this movie, too, uh, is when when the Invisible Suit is fighting... James and Sydney, and she comes in and blasts them with the fire extinguisher. Which was it, Monica? Was it you where Chelsea was like, Oh my god, fire extinguisher? and you were like, That's gonna be very important later in the film. I would never say that. (laughs) (laughs) I would fucking
1: never spoil that shit for you guys.
2: (laughs) Maybe it was Danny, but um they rip off the mask cuz she shoots him. Yeah. She literally oh, yeah. just like s- puts like so many bullets into this invisible man which Can was really
1: blame her. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> but she takes off the mask and it's Tom. Oh. And I was not expecting that. And then um but I think it got like this movie kind of gaslights us because we don't get a clear Like, we know that it was Tom and Adrian. Mm -hmm. But, like, we don't know. Like, the movie doesn't want us to know. It, like, wants, kind of wants you to think, like, is it a possibility that it was this? Like, we have to believe Cecilia. Where she's like, no, it's, it truly has been Adrian this whole time. Like, he did this and this and this. But, like, we don't have, like, actual proof. And so, like, we oh! get gaslight as well. I feel like this movie like, is- we have to believe her.
1: I feel like this movie is super, super subtle through, throughout. They're not going to hand everything to you, but I They're feel like- They're not going to
0: hand anything to you in no. this movie. Not
1: one thing. But I feel like everything is pretty easy to glean, and I am 100% on thinking that it was for sure Adrian, and he as well as admits it
0: at the end when he does the surprise line okay because here's the thing when when they're at dinner and he leans over and he's like is it a surprise that I know you better than anyone like that? That was for sure a callback. And especially so because, and again, I don't believe IMDb trivia about this movie, but there is a piece of IMDb trivia where it's like they had to reshoot that line specifically. And I can only assume it's because there was not enough emphasis on the word surprise um, to be yeah. like, anytime anybody says the word surprise, you should be thinking about how um, Adrian is a piece of shit. Um, so I No, think that's his, that, his
1: that, mission of guilt. That's the confirmation. Saying, I won't get back together with you unless you admit to me what you did. And then he won't do it because he's not an idiot. He's not going to say, like, I did the thing where I killed everyone. Um, but she's, he says, I mean, that shouldn't come as a surprise. And, like, and he gets that twinkle in his eyes, in his sexy eyes, but he's a piece of shit. Um, so, I don't know. I like that it was so subtle. It would have been... I don't know. i, I he never would have done the, that. He never would have admitted it.
2: The one thing about the ending that I don't, I don't really like, was I hate that she kind of uses James to yeah. kill mm. him. Yeah, I hate that. Like she then becomes manipulative and like she kind of, you know, stoops like stoops on mm-hmm. to Adrian's level and involves. James, like, unwillingly, yeah, in all of this, and I just like, I think that was kind of a shitty friend thing to do. Like, I get why she would want him dead, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just like shitty of her to do that. Like, it truly ruined the ending for me. I was like, not down with it.
0: I'm okay with it because, like, survivors gotta do what survivors gotta do, um, and she needed to reclaim her narrative, and she did, but also while having him there listening in as a police officer like lends credence to her story like what does it sound like to you that's like one more person backing her up she did have the video camera footage from inside the house that was not doctored you know what i mean like she didn't necessarily need him there to prove that this guy killed himself especially i mean also like forensic knife angles whatever blah 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 um You know what I mean? It's all going to, it's going to look like he killed himself on his own. I, I like, I actually like, I think that she was so, no holds barred vicious that she was like, I'm doing absolutely everything I need to do to cement the fact that I get away with this because Mm -hmm. the only way that I can live in this world is if he's not living in this world, but it does a little bit suck that she fully uses James to do that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, but like that kind of she kind of needed that alibi from the outside perspective for why the hell she would go to his house without it without it being suspicious. I know that they have the shared baby and the shared history and all that stuff, but like with the history of abuse and all the other things that she's been saying, you know, that that like really brings credence to her being at the house and not being there to kill Adrian, which
2: she is in every right to do. He deserves it. Sorry. <laughs> I also want to know about this whole scene. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get into and out of said invisible suit? And so fast. And if you did that, would your hair still look as good as it did? Thing. They sit down to dinner at,
0: like, 8.07 p.m., and then she's, like, walking out the door at 8.23 p.m. Because I looked at the timestamp on the video, and I was like, damn, she's speedy sneaking into the closet to get the suit out of the vent, even? Or maybe she has it already? I don't know. I don't know how she gets a suit in her possession at this point. And I guess whatever. Um, But yeah definitely it was a tight turnaround from when they sat down to dinner to when she had slit his throat and was walking out the door and was like bye bitch I'm taking the dog <laughs> right like but I say love but- that Zeus survives the movie because I was very afraid from the like first few moments that Zeus was not gonna make it <laughs> but Zeus everybody loves Zeus. boy yeah everybody loves Zeus even Adrian who presumably was like to some degree, living at his very fancy home, um, and and the dog, I guess, just everybody was cool, just leaving it there. I guess Tom knew that. Maybe Tom came by. Maybe Adrian is is living there. That's his home base or whatever. Somebody's taking care of the dog. Um, I just I, every time we see an animal in a scary movie, you know, alarm bells go off. Um, it, thank God this it could be okay. a goner. It could be a goner. Zeus is the
1: final dog
2: incredible Ooh, yes
1: okay so let's move into our segments now uh-huh. i don't really know where to go with our first one but
0: could it be gayer obviously anything can and should be yeah but like i it could be gayer in the sense that it was not gay at all yes. um but i don't i don't there's no easy fix to make yeah. it gay
1: i like in my mind just thinking that emily was gay and then She's oh. like a high-powered lesbian lawyer and we love yeah. that for her. And
2: she it would does have been cool to have dead. like
1: a little hint of that. But like then also makes me sad that she
2: died. So yeah I would have liked Adrian, because Adrian could be a girl's name. Oh if, uh, it was a woman. Like and the, I, also- I know it's a visible man, but that is so like, heteronormative,
0: see... blah blah blah. Exactly, yeah. Yes. And I would like to see a woman who could lift me up by the throat one handed. Also, yes, <laughs> that's something that I'm interested in.
1: <laughs> very interested in this very buff female Adrian. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, what... it could have not been her sister. It could have been like a previous best friend that then we could be like they're gay. Um, but it and unfortunately it is her sister.
1: There is just no time for no any more characters. This movie was already 2 full hours long. So like I don't want anybody else to be in this movie cuz already thank God it was so good otherwise I would have been very upset with having to sit for there for
2: that long. What about instead of it being her sister, Emily was her ex-girlfriend. So yeah, I like, kind of the what sister, I was saying like, the ex if It they,
0: they could have been a friend that we could ship her with. And if it was an ex-girlfriend, that would also explain why there's so much tension between them. Um, Why she's Hi. so willing to believe an email that's, like, fuck out, off of my life forever. You know what I mean? That would... Okay, actually, now I'm, like, I'm rolling with this.
1: Okay, I like that a lot, actually, now that I understand what you're saying. I'm 100% on board.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 Okay, so we know how it could be gayer. Um, where also-
2: could... Oh. I have the perfect place for Maddie Lily and it's obviously Tom.
1: Yeah. Oh, we're in a 100% agreement here. It's
2: <laughs> like Tom. he is
0: Tom. Yeah. He would be so good at Tom. Yes, and I wrote that in my notes. Um but I also, you know, I do my thing where I'm like Maddie Lily at his current age would be a a much older sibling to Oliver Jackson Cohen. Um and so then it's like, okay, he. I think he's old enough to like be his. Well, probably not quite his dad. Maddie Lily's probably like. I know we've talked about this before. He's probably. Uh,
2: he's in his fifties.
0: Uh, yeah, he's fifty-one, so he would have been like thirteen. Um, actually, I don't know. I didn't do math very fast in my head. I but. So for me, I like I think he would be a great Tom if we could time travel, Maddie Lily. But if we can't time travel, Maddie Lily, I thought always time he, <laughs> yes, me, we have me that capability. No. Chelsea. We, we have the science, the technology is there. Um, but I also thought he would be good in a smaller role as the interview guy, where he's like a little creepy, but also like maybe okay, and you just like don't really know what his vibe is. I thought he could slot in there. Um, and I also thought that he could be just like a rando police officer at the hospital. If we just want a glimpse of Maddie Lily. Because I thought everybody be... did their role pretty well. Yeah, I agree.
1: But I definitely want him he as Tom. Be...
2: That's He's Tom to me. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I would definitely want him as Tom. Okay. 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 So,
1: the dumb bitch.
0: <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
1: I know who I think the dumb bitch is, but, like, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Who's got a strong case?
0: I have very nuanced feelings about just about everyone. I kind of touched on Tom earlier where I was, like, I feel like he also is a victim of his brother, at least to a degree. Obviously, he's doing a lot of bad shit anyway. Um, I feel like Emily was, like, not rolling with the punches very well. That's kind of dumb bitch adjacent to me, but... Unless we're like bringing our own theoretical history onto the scene, um, I would never say that Sydney is a dumb bitch because I think she's a tiny little sweetheart and she's perfect. But I also do feel like we we've discussed the leaping to conclusions, re getting slapped around, um, and I I don't love the way that conclusion was left to, but it's not like dumb bitch level for me um adrian is a dumb bitch because he sucks super hard um but he's also clearly very smart bitch so i feel i adrian is a dumb bitch for me because he is an evil
1: piece of shit motherfucker and i'm so glad he's dead and he's horrible person and no one should
0: be (gasps) that smart and also that evil yeah Adrian is a dumb bitch because he fully underestimates Elizabeth Moss like at every opportunity. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah,
1: he's like, oh yeah, I'm the sm- I'm the leader of Optics in the entire world, and I made this camera suit that makes me look like spooky, clicky Venom, and I'm the smartest man alive. No, bitch, this Scientologist is gonna
2: kill your ass. <laughs> Never come up against Scientology. Your dun, no, dun. wit, your moves, every time. <laughs> Tom
0: Cruise is here to save me. Wow, dun, dun, dun. dark cinematic universe comes back around. It always <laughs> does. <laughs> okay, I'm
1: fully ready to be like, yeah, Adrian's the dumb bitch. <laughs> He's the dumb bitch. He's the dumb bitch. I hate him so much. I hate his hot face.
2: <sighs> okay. He's so
1: hot, so dumb. He's so hot, such He's a bitch. Dumb. He's such a bitch. Okay, so knives out of fives. I'm feeling very generous today, but I don't want to go first. And I guess I'm ready to hear <laughs> what you guys really thought about this movie that I love so much. Okay, so, well, you know,
0: just break my heart. On IMDb, this movie got 7.1 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave it 91% fresh, which is pretty incredible. And audiences mm-hmm. were just right behind them. They gave it 88%. Um, There were like a whole lot of nominations and awards listed on IMDb as well, all kinds of small film festivals. To me, the only ones that really stood out were that Elizabeth Moss was nominated for two People's Choice Awards, Favorite Drama Movie Star and Favorite Female Movie Star. And the movie was nominated for Favorite Motion Picture. Um, And so that's a lot of ringing endorsements right there. Um, but where does that sit for us when it comes to Knives Out of five? Sydney, would you like to start us off?
2: So I really liked, I, I enjoyed watching it the first time. I didn't really like it as much on the second time. Uh, it is a little kind of too modern hmm. for my personal taste. Uh, but I still am going to give it a three and a half out of five you are never gonna okay. see eye to eye, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think a lot
0: of that is your um anti-modern bias. I also think if you had seen this movie in in a theater, this this rating would be a lot higher. You know what I mean? I also take issue
1: with judging it off of its two days later rewatchability because obviously you're not gonna be as excited.
2: <laughs> but still, like it took me a like I had to like force myself to rewatch this movie because I mm. didn't want to.
0: Mm. counterpoint I was actually very excited to watch it again because I was like I wasn't paying attention enough in the beginning and I want to see what I was missing because I didn't see like the puff of air the first time on the porch and I like didn't hear the clicking at all um I just saw the subtitles and and I noticed the knife come off the counter right away but I was like are there other things that I didn't see um and so for me, I thought it was a it was a really great second rewatch. If I had to rewatch it a third time, who knows? Um, once I was like not looking for anything in particular, but I did really like it. And while I think the movie could have done more to make things make sense, I think a lot of it does does. It's not like plot holes, like the guy was saying. It it makes sense, but you just have to. Um, fill in a lot of the blanks yourself, not in a, in a bad way, but you are, it's not, it's, it's two hours long. They're like, sorry, we're not spending any more time like hand feeding you anything. You just have to Mm -hmm. be, you have to be following, but I really liked it and I thought it was really good. And I thought everyone did a really good job. And I think Aldous Hodge is very sexy. Um, and so I will, I think I'm going to give it like a, like a 4.6. Hell yeah.
1: Hell Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we're, like, right on the same page here, because, like, this movie had the potential to be super, super bad, you know? Like, it's yeah. kind of a hokey idea, like, especially with the original um, iterations of The Invisible Man, where a man unwillingly becomes invisible, and he's super sad about it, um, which is I, sad, yeah. and i very sad, yeah. but I'm glad this movie wasn't that movie. I'm glad they took an idea, and they did something completely new with it. I mm-hmm. thought it was a really good, like and fucked up, but portrayal of of an abusive relationship and, like, an extreme, obviously an extreme case, but, like, I like how they handled that. And, um, I don't know, I just, I I thought that cinematically it was beautiful. I don't know, I was really impressed. The little clicky sound, fuck, that fucked me up so bad. So, for me, I'm gonna give this one, like, a 4.66668 you know like it rounds up to 4.7 but it's yeah. not quite there um and all i have to say is i really hope they don't make the planned sequel no
0: no elizabeth moss shut up about a sequel no sequel
2: on the dark what would a sequel universe? even be about I she don't has an invisible know.
0: baby i don't know no <laughs>
2: Could you imagine an invisible baby just terrorizing everybody? Okay, okay well, I would watch like, that. Oh, no, I, I lost my that. baby.
1: There is some movie that is listed on the like announced movies for the dark universe, no. and it's called The Invisible Woman. And confusingly enough, it is going to be directed and starred in by Elizabeth Banks, not Elizabeth oh. Moss. And so I don't know what to say about that. And then there's also, on that same list, an Invisible Man sequel. And so I think that probably this list is before they realized that their entire idea was stupid and bad and
0: they canceled everything. So maybe it's not needed, really think- and let's pray that that's what happened. I really think Elizabeth Moss was just like, yeah, I had fun. I'd make a second one. And then the director was like, huh?
1: <laughs> he was like, all right, cha-ching.
0: What are you ta- no, I think he was like, what are you talking about? Um, I don't I think- hope. I don't think any sequel is incoming. And and I do feel like if they did one, they'd probably come up with a good idea because I thought this movie was really good. But also I don't want it and don't give it to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the gospel truth. Okay, so we got to close the book here on The Invisible Man. But God, do we have something wonderful for you for next week. Sydney, do you want to introduce it? <laughs>
2: okay, we are getting... The greatest performance ever by an actress. And that is oh. from Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun. <laughs> Jennifer
0: Aniston is in this movie? She's in this Jennifer
2: movie? Jennifer Aniston is in Leprechaun, guys! How did y'all not know? Have y'all seen I, 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 I know Aniston. literally
1: nothing
0: about this movie. Not
2: one I didn't know.
1: <laughs> it came out the year I was born, and St. Patrick's Day is like my third favorite holiday. So I'm like, on. I'm ready for this, but I wasn't ready for Jen Ann. <laughs>
0: I need time to process.
1: I'm excited for all of us to take a moment and remember the reason for the season with St. Patrick's Day. It is about the leprechaun and his plate. So thank you. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you liked what you heard, please follow us on social media. You can find us at Spooky underscore Tuesday on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're on Facebook, find us at Spooky Tuesday Pod. And while you're at it, why not give us five stars on Apple Podcasts? You got time. It's a pandemic.
0: Bye, Spooky. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Deff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamra Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamra. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore O-M-G. Surprise.